This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our Breakfast with Ben's Letters from Camp podcast from St. Vincent College brought to you by Bella Construction a five-star North Huntington-based, locally-owned and operated roofing, siding, and window contractor, proudly serving the community and its homes for over 20 years. Bella will beat any competitor's quote, plus $250 off of it. Please visit MyBellaRoof.com, or you can call them at 724-515-5163. That's 724-515-5163 for Bella Construction. Going to talk about the offensive line a little bit to close out our Breakfast with Ben's podcasts from St. Vincent College. Tim Ben's with you, brought to you by Bella Construction, a locally owned and operated roofing, siding, and window company that will beat any local competitor's quote, plus $250. Thank you to Bella Construction for sponsoring all of our Letters from Camp podcasts here at Breakfast with Ben's throughout the course of training camp in 2023. Hope to have them back next year when we return to St. Vincent College. As things wrap up here, I thought it'd be a good chance for you to hear from a guy who's done a wonderful job, in my opinion, reshaping, honing, and crafting the Steelers' offensive line. That's O-line coach Pat Meyer. Uh, As you may have seen as we wrote in the Trib on Friday morning, Meyer uh, certainly has more depth to play with this year. And it's something that I think the Steelers will probably have tested as opposed to what happened last year. As he pointed out in the story that we ran on Friday, 
That's not going to happen again what happened a season ago, which was all five starters starting 17 games in a row. That was an extreme amount of good fortune health-wise along the offensive line where we've seen so many other teams really banged up by injuries along the O-line. The Steelers didn't have to deal with that, and that line steadily improved throughout 2023. But uh, now in case somebody is hurt, they've got the likes of Nate Herbig, uh, one of the three tackles, Chooks Okorafor, Dan Moore, Broderick Jones, the three of them can't start. One of them will be a swing backup, and they've even got added depth in the interior with guys like Spencer Anderson and if they keep Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green. Uh, so guys who have started in the league, it's a deeper, more complete-looking offensive line beyond the starters, a more versatile offensive line, especially beyond the starters, for the Steelers to play with if injuries arise. So here's Pat Meyer talking about that and talking about why the line got better as the season went along last year. We obviously we stayed healthy last year and that continuity, the guys up front, just learning, you know, the new system, new schemes and all that, and the new the new techniques and all that was a big, big, huge part of, you know, why we had, you know, why we had some success, you know, down the line. I think every year you're trying to improve your team, whether it's offensive line or uh, defensive front, secondary, whatever. I think you're always trying to improve your line and get guys in number one get you know good players in here and good football players in there good people good leaders and all that plus um competition you know breeds that competition too which Mm -hmm. the guys don't get complacent and do that that type stuff so i I, you know i i can't comment on what what the philosophy of the front office was in doing it they did a great job of getting us new guys i just think you always you're always trying to improve you know the position that position especially do you have do you think within this offensive line a defining characteristic to it? Like, you know, the Denver Lions back in the day had mobility. You know, yeah. the Hogs of the Redskins had size and, and toughness. Is is there a defining characteristic to your line or your line men? Professional, I'd say. I'm not talking athletic traits right now. I'm just talking, like, professional meaning, like, studying the game, studying opponents, being true pros, how they approach the game how they talk to each other, how they talk to the young guys, like in a professional manner in terms of like, man, this is the way you need to study film. This is what, this is why. Hey, if the back's offset in the gun, this is why I'm approaching this block this way differently than if he's in a dot. So I would say like that part of it being like in terms of like um, just their, their approach to the game, I think is higher than um, maybe even what I expected, uh, you know, coming in. Um, they've, they've done a good job of doing that, just being, uh, you know, leaders to some of the young guys trying to bring the young guys along i think that's a big attribute that's not a physical trait but it's a big attribute that that we have and then you know, this line's not built like yeah like denver's like wide zone this stretch and the little you know smaller guys that running off the ball yeah. and the hogs you know we got different body type different style of versatility players. a good word for oh, it yeah, yeah. versatility for sure would be a, 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 a be huge, a huge part because we have guys that are versatile that can play different positions too. If like somebody goes down, I can move this guy to center. Don't want to, but can. This guy can flip out and go to the right tackle. But also skill sets too, and that their strength. But they're all, they're nimble. And oh yeah, no, we got guys. Our guys can our guys can move. Uh, and the, the athletes changing. It changes all the time. And the athlete now is different than it was ten years ago. The offensive line, it is. It's mm-hmm. totally different. Than it was if you're talking back back in the '80s with Denver and '70s with the with the, with Washington. So. The athlete has changed, not even just the offensive line, because it's just the athlete themselves have become bigger but more powerful and quicker, too. Um, you know, you, you, we, you know, obviously there are those guys out there that are 
370, 380 that are the big, huge tackles that are the, the big power tackles. But no, that, the versatility in, in terms of that and just the athlete, uh, the athletes change too in terms of like just speed, athleticism, power, quickness, all that type stuff. I can't remember if it was at the outset of OTAs or at the beginning of minicamp where you said that you thought Dan Moore had improved more than any tackle that you had been around. When did you first notice that awakening that he had this offseason? When I, I first met Dan um, Senior Bowl like a couple years ago, I worked with Dan uh, down at Senior Bowl when he was coming out, and I'm like, yeah, this kid's got a chance to you know be a good player because he just seemed like a mature kid and seemed yeah. kind of tough, whatever. Then I, when I got here, Dan had just played his rookie year, played left tackle his rookie year, which was a you know, hard thing for him. I mean, it's, he gets thrown right in there. Uh, left tackle and had, you know started every game and played and you know and just I, I, I got here and we just we changed a few things up um, you know from a technique standpoint we changed up you know a bunch and the scheme changed a little bit and just saw his progression and it was you know it was it was progressively getting better and better it's slow process we get it he was a young kid he's still young he's only in his third year now um, he trains probably as well as any of them. He trains like he's a 10th-year guy. A lot of these linemen don't get it. You go down and you look historically down the line, a lot of linemen, they don't get it until their third, fourth, fifth year. I'm not saying that's not like with us here. We're making we're making sure that we're progressing quickly. But a lot of guys that you talk to, some guys that played in the league for 10 years, 12 years. Um, I had a guy that played left tackle for me that played in the league for 12 years, and he told me, Coach, I never really got it until my fourth or fifth year. Like it took you that, you know, it took them that long. So the, the, the guys are matured differently. They're, they they learn differently. They learn quicker sometimes than others. I think Dan just studies it. He works in the off season. I know he trains year round. He goes to people and and, and trains with people, uh, at you know, with, with other offensive linemen. So uh, he learns little tricks of the trade and different little things that he can apply to his game. I think that's a big part of it too. Like I was talking about earlier with. Um, maturity and professionalism and studying the game and not just it's not just yeah okay there's a place for the day let's strap the helmet on and get out there and play ball it's like there's a lot of time and preparation that goes into it i know dan works at that uh just coming back in the spring i could just see like body type look better look like he just looked stronger look bigger look harder to me uh and he worked on some of the things that we had talked about in the after the season in the off season hey you need to work at, at these two or three things like really focus on these couple things. Hand, hand placement. Hand, like how we're getting our feet down, timing of hands, not just placement, but timing of hands and all that. And he continued to work at it, and it's, it's you know, it's progressing. He's gotten better, and so, he should get better. I mean, he's a, he's a year older. He's got two years under his belt now. Did it ever, like at any point when you were getting ready to draft Roderick, did you ever think to yourself, well, maybe Dan is good enough we could wait a year on a tackle? Did, it, did he ever get that good that you had second thoughts in that regard? I, again, I'm, I coach the offensive line. I'm not – I'm not going to speak for the front office in terms uh-huh. of like how that is. I evaluate guys and we evaluate and we come together and we do a great job of like literally of like uh, of talking and like, you know, best available player. If this guy's here at this spot and all that, I got that utmost confidence in Dan Moore to be a left tackle. And I think this, I think, you know, you know, would it be this year, two years, five years? Uh, I think he's going to be in a, a, a really good left tackle. Um, and he's working that way right now. He's a good, solid player right now. And I think Broderick, I mean, you mentioned Broderick. We drafted Broderick because Broderick was available at that spot, and we're like, we thought highly, huge, you know, highly, highly of him too. So we can't, mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier, can't have enough of these guys. Guys aren't, we're not playing with the same five. That's just not going to happen. It's a freak thing that happened last year. I've, said, I've only seen it maybe one other time in 
my 12 years being in the NFL that I've seen that. So we're going to have to have multiple guys. We're going to have to have multiple guys in that, at that position. So uh, it's a good thing for us. How is Broderick coming along? What are, you, what, are you, what are you teaching him? What does he need to refine his game the most at to, to become a everyday player? You know, he's, he, he works at it. He's mature for a um, – in terms of his football – like on the field, like wanting to get it done. That's part of him being from a from a place where he came from, Georgia, where they won all the time. You know, so you know that that part of it, in terms of like the competition part of it, and wanting to wanting to do well is all all there. He's young. He's uh, uh, you know he, he's very very athletic. He's very heavy in terms of like heavy lower body. He's got you know big. He's got you know big glutes and he, he can anchor guys down he just needs to keep continuing to learn this game this game's different in terms of like the the people we play against that we're probably i would not probably we're the biggest mismatch in all of sports defense alignment in the nfl versus offense alignment I mean, those guys run four or five we run five four I mean, it is what it is so just figuring out the correct things angles timing where are my eyes how do we do stuff um the stuff that he can learn you know, just it takes a while for those guys to get continue to get. So it's just reps. It's repetition, repetition, repetition is what he needs. Mason Cole told me that you're underrated, that you don't get enough credit for what you've done to help the offensive line. What have you tried to do to help this offensive line since you became the coach? I don't know about underrated. I'm fine where I'm at. I'm not, I enjoy coming out here every day. You know, working with the guys. Uh, again, we have, we've got a, a mature group. We've got good leadership on our line. Um, and we're, we're just, I'm, I'm here to help them. I'm, uh, Isaac and myself are here just to, as a tool for them to get better. It's their room. Mm-hmm. It's their room. We're, we're here just to be a, a guide to help them get better and, and do that. So I don't, you know, I, I appreciate them saying that. Um, we're just here to work every day and get better every day. How good of a blocker is Washington? You're not focusing on the tight ends too much, but like, do you look at him and say he could block like a tackle? <laughs> no, he's a big, strong man. He's a big, he's a big, he's a big human being now. He is big when you walk down the hallway next to him. Man, he is big. Uh, no, he's got he's got a chance to be a, a dominant Y in terms of like being able to point of attack, do some things at the point of attack. Uh, again, young young players, so he's, he's learning. He's got he's got to learn uh, things too in terms of like techniques that that. Alfredo's teaching him in there, but mm-hmm. he's got the potential to be a dominant Y because he's got that ability of that, and then he's got some range in the pass game too. Where he, and he's got looks like he's got pretty good hands, down, you know, especially like in the red zone and that yeah. when we've been doing some stuff down there. So he's he's been he's been good. All right, so my thanks to Pat Meyer, and again thanks to Bella Construction for their sponsorship of our Letters from Camp podcasts this year. Don't forget to join me for the pregame show on DVE. At 2.30, it advances Steelers and Bills for the second game of the preseason. We'll have all the coverage for you there. And I'll wrap up afterwards on Saturday with our airing of grievances and our feats of strength following the Steelers game against Buffalo on Saturday night. Until then, have a good one, everybody.